0: You're listening to Make the Sacred Shift, a fresh and powerful conversation on how to bring the sacred right into the heart of the messy and vulnerable human challenges we all go through in relationships, spirituality, health, and business, so we can shift into our full soul embodiment and quite literally change our worlds. I'm your host, Medicine for the Soul and Guide for Visionaries, Luminaries, and Entrepreneurs. Joanna and Tara Zim join me for engaging soul conversations as I connect with the top voices on the sacred in relationships, spirituality, health, and business, on what it's really like to live from the sacred in the ways our soul calls out for most, and to shift our lives like lightning as we learn how to do it. It's time to make the sacred shift everywhere that most ask for it. The call for it is now, and here we are. All right, we are live, and welcome, everybody. I am so thrilled to have you joining us for this next episode of the Make the Sacred Ship podcast, and I am so delighted today because I have Kyle Lipton here, and um, if you've not met Kyle, you will want to know about him after today for sure. Um, Kyle is an embodiment coach and a workshop facilitator and content creator and speaker, and really, in his words, truly just an artist of love, which I love that description, here to bring his unique style of transformation, fun, and love here on the planet. He's committed to supporting people in living their legacy and not their limitations. Boy, that is definitely needed. And having been in the realm of personal development since the age of 14, Kyle has had such a wide variety of experiences in his life, everything from being a club promoter to working for mentors in the space of personal development who have touched millions of lives. Kyle has a unique and fun style of supporting people in a way that calls them forward while still being able to mix in humor and lightheartedness, which God knows we all need. He loves using his creativity, passion, and directness and Zest for Life to inspire others in taking the leap from where they are to where they want to be. Thank you so much for coming today. I am so happy you said yes to being on here.
1: I'm excited to be here. Yeah.
0: Yay. Yay. So gosh, I have to start with being a promoter. Yeah. (laughs) Tell me about what you learned being a promoter that has helped you become the coach that you are today.
1: I love that tie-in. It's so funny too. I was just at um, Kyle Cease's event. Um, I don't know if you know him, but he's another person in the transformational space. There this, his name is Kyle Cease.
0: Uh-huh. I don't
1: know um, him he's a You'd love him. Um, but he's another person in this space, and he was at the Dolby Theater in Hollywood, and it was so funny because literally two days ago, I was back right by the old nightclub that I was used to promote at. Um, I would say one of the biggest things, essentially – If you guys have ever been to Hollywood Boulevard, it's like this huge cluster of humans that just walk around doing touristy things. So basically what I would do is I would walk around, I'd pass out cards for people to get discounts to go into the club. And um, the biggest thing I learned from that is I just talked to a lot of people and I had to learn how to, um, I think a big thing was psychology, like really learning how to allow No, it wasn't psychology. I think the biggest thing that translates into coaching is energy transference, right? Mm -hmm. How I feel about something can translate onto how another person feels about it. So an example could be if I'm coming from a space of love, that's going to translate into how that person feels. No matter what I say, if I'm not loving that person, the transformation might take longer or it might be ineffective because maybe I'm projecting something onto them or judging them about something. Um, but the more that I can just come from that space of lightheartedness and fun and love, like, it's going to be amazing. Come on in. Like, um, that also I noticed as a correlation in my coaching.
0: That's fantastic. Yeah. Energy transference really is everything. Yes. And that's a great way to describe it. Cause you know, most people don't talk about transference. It's kind of more of a traditional psychotherapy word used to describe the feelings of the client towards the therapist but it's all going on all around all the time. And we forget, I think, to really give value to acknowledging not just mentally, but also um, in our bodies, how critical and central it is to everything that we're doing. Um, Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about the way that you work with people in terms of living their legacy and not their limitations. I found that really interesting. And I think that the people who are listening to this would be maybe interested to know how that works for you.
1: Yeah. I guess to give like a general outline, you know how there's a lot of people that they'll go to seminars five times a year. They'll read 22 books this year. They'll, you know, do the courses, do the workshops. And they're the people who know everything. It's like, I know about law of attraction and manifestation, all these things. What's the next thing. And they still don't have the results that they want in their life. And I'm not saying this is all my clients, but, it's really getting people from the head to the heart and embodying the knowledge into their nervous system. So they actually create sustainable results. And it's not just like, I need another hit of dopamine or motivation. I'm actually able to integrate inspiration into my life more. Um, And I think a lot of that really comes from me being present and trusting myself and allowing whatever wants to come through and speak to them. And with that being said, there's usually a level of directness and lightheartedness and feeling into them like where is their edge so an example could be maybe someone's been a people pleaser and they've been so used to people pleasing and making everyone else happy but they're suffering um what i'm really excited about is you know even let's say one of the things that would lead them to an embodiment space would be awesome who is someone that you would love to set a boundary around, like what's something that would feel really nourishing for your soul. And then they'd put a boundary there and they'd do something. And what I notice, from probably what you've noticed is when you make decisions like that, a lot more life force and energy and literal shifts in your nervous system happen. Um, so combining what their soul's calling is with solo light action really inspires me and it bridges the gap because then they get the evidence that it's safe. Yeah. You know, it's safe to do this and wow I was just worrying about something that I made it a lot bigger than it needed to be to keep it simple yeah yeah
0: do you think that's the hardest part of what you work with like that from what your clients share with you what's the hardest part of what they deal with is it is it the actual setting of the boundary or is it is it embodying it in relationship is it How does it play out in the way that you see people really struggling with the most?
1: Yeah, I I think, I think the biggest thing is, and people pleasing could be under this umbrella, but I get a lot of people who are like right at the edge. They know exactly what to do. I'll give an example. One of my clients now, she's massage therapist and we talked about strategy and all this stuff. Um, But the biggest thing that I think really caused the huge shift, I was like, okay, if you were fearless, what would you do? And she's like, I'd talk to more people. And I'm like, awesome. Let's talk to more people. And then she talked to more people. And then it's like some weeks later, she's sharing about how her business has changed and everything's changed because it wasn't so much about the strategy as it was following whatever the leading edge of her soul's evolution was. Mm -hmm. Um, So I get a lot of people in that space. Mm
0: So how do you get them to take action?
1: I love that question. I love I love the fact that I have to try and put it to words. It feels awesome. Um, <laughs> right,
0: because we want to get that message out and people who are maybe experiencing that are, are definitely going to be listening and wondering, you know, how, how do they, if they know they need to set, we all know that, for example, insight might be the weakest link to change. They've done studies on that, which is why it's great to be, you know, aware of something, that there's a whole journey from insight to embodiment. Yeah. So in the world of coaching, where so much is about taking action, how do you get yeah. people to do that?
1: I think a big thing is clarity and mm-hmm. realizing kind of, this is your next step, you mm-hmm. know, like, and I can feel it in my own body too. You know, they're not going to want to, like, I'm happy to discuss things. But just know we're coming right back to this point, no matter where we go, because this is your leading edge. You know, we can talk about a strategy. We can talk about how you feel, and this is the leading edge, and there's nowhere else to go but there,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, unless we're going neutral or having compassion for ourselves. Which, you know, if you need to take a few days or a few weeks to to work up the courage, that's awesome. And I also get them. You know, sometimes I'll call my clients out, like, don't pretend you're confused. Say you're afraid. Cause then if you're afraid you liberate the life force because you're not hiding from yourself. And that's what a lot of us do. We'll hide from ourselves. Say, I don't know. When really that's just a conditioned response from fear to say, I just don't want to take responsibility for my clarity because if I take responsibility, then that'll mean X, Y, Z. And
0: -hmm.
1: sometimes we'll get to the root of whatever the story is. I don't want to take this action because I feel like my mom's going to judge me or my friends are going to judge me. And, um, so that's part of it. And I think also another part of it is just the energy transference. Like mm-hmm. I've made the leap in my life so many times so I can feel my excitement and energy of, like, of that and also really gaining clarity with them on what's possible and available for them if they were to take the action.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so really getting them to associate awesome things with taking the action.
0: I think what you just said is really important. And one of the things that I see, for example, lately in our private Facebook group, Make the Sacred Shift, um, we've been looking at like how your self-talk is. And so if you're really, what I'm hearing you say is that you really call your clients to the next level edge, you know, of what what where they're growing, where their soul is wanting to go into. So for example, with yourself, you just volunteered that you, um, have gone through this so many times, so you're really intimate with it, and you're intimate with you and your patterns and how you navigate and kind of go through all this. What I'm curious about is how do you um, how do you self-talk your way through this? Like, can you give us an example of a recent edge where you experienced perhaps some vulnerability or some challenge? Um, really moving into what your is your next soul evolution, your next your next legacy piece that you're really yes. trying to like bring in, right? So for somebody like, you know, this is a very human thing for all of us, cause we all know what that next thing is right over the riverbank, but we can see it. We really have to take the jump and plunge. So how do you talk yourself through that? Can you give an example of how you self-talk through that? Just so maybe somebody who doesn't know what that feels like or what it looks like or struggling to define it for themselves. How, how does it sound like, give us, give us a try on.
1: <laughs> all right, I love this question. And it's, I literally just had something like this come up um, and I'll spare out some details just for the sake of sparing out some details and not getting too deep into it. But essentially, one of the things that I've struggled with in my life is like honoring my boundaries and honoring my soul. Mm-hmm. And I could feel a lot of grief in my heart connected to that. Yeah. And one of the things I had a beautiful opportunity to, to really honor myself and it felt incredibly scary and incredibly exciting. And I could feel the life force in my body shoot up at the idea of it. Mm-hmm. And the mind, you know, is like, uh, you know, should you do it tomorrow? Or, should you, you know, maybe a few days. It'd probably be a more convenient time. Um, and I had support. Um, um, where am I going with this? So basically, I had the conversation with someone. And I honored myself and I honored what I felt was really good for me. Mm -hmm. And I just, I just trusted. It was one of those things where my intuition was just a pure yes. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the ways, if you're wanting to determine that, feel into what excites you. And sometimes it can even be what excites you and also has your ego like, oh my gosh, freaking out and scared. Um, So one of the things that happened was, is it felt amazing. And I literally felt shifts in my nervous system, my throat specifically. Mm -hmm. I could feel opening in that area and it was amazing and I, I, I tuned in to the other person who I was sharing that with before I even did it and they felt more excited like I could feel them intuitively like their spirit feel more excited by the idea even though my mind had a fear around it right. and I could feel into the other reality where it was like me not setting the boundary or sharing or honoring myself and it felt not good for our highest evolution for both of us yeah Um, so big piece is trust and surrender and courage Mm -hmm. and i think you know it's like we can we can measure what we'll lose but we can't always really see what's possible for us on the other side of courage Mm -hmm. um so i think one thing with self-talk is you could even you know take two minutes on your timer and just stream of consciousness what would be possible if i took this action what would be possible if i embodied this courage And you might be like, you know what, I'd make $10,000 more a month, or I'd create this dream relationship, or I would, and you might be surprised as to what could actually come out of that. Um, So even creating that evidence for yourself first in your mind, and then trusting yourself and going for it. Mm -hmm.
0: And so is the, for example, the two-minute timer, is that an example of your self-talk? Like, what does it actually sound like inside your head when you're, you know, being your cheerleader, encourager, you know, voice taking you to that next level like nitty gritty like what what does that really sound like what if we were to be inside your mind hearing the conversation what what might that sound like just so we can get a sense of it and so the people who are listening can um experience that energy transference as you as you're saying
1: awesome i like it i like it you're challenging (laughs) me here to like go back i mean i got i
0: got i got the layout you know and i got the um uh, I got the ideology behind it, and that's all beautiful and um, uh, let's get a let, let's get even more embodied in the degree if you're even willing to if not we can no
1: let's do it. I, um, it's funny because I, I I literally it's not that I don't even want to share the self talk it's I'm, I'm just having trouble even distinguishing what it was uh-huh. I, I, I guess the best way I could put it is I felt into the reality where i did share it and the reality where i didn't share it and i could feel and you know you could translate this into thought form but i could feel that one reality was not it felt clustered it felt not good it felt um more contracted and it felt like something potentially couldn't have could have went less than favorable if i would have stayed in the reality where i didn't honor myself right And then I felt into the other reality and it felt expansive. It felt a bit scary, but it also felt um, like the right thing to do. And sometimes um, you can just feel it. There's a a level of clarity and not questioning it. You just have this feeling of the best way I could describe it is like, boom, Mm -hmm. like just this even keel, grounded yes. And then essentially it was like, all right, I'm just going to have the conversation.
0: Uh huh. that sounds like for you, you really access that maybe in your body first, or you, you, you somehow get a sense of it in your system. Yes. And then the action comes later. I think that people are going to be trying to find out how do I get it in my system? How do I get it in? How do I get it in my mind if I'm listening to him? That's great. He, he.
1: Yes. Yes. And I have something to say to that. Okay. When you feel into something, let's say for example, should I quit my job? Just take a moment and get present. Feel into what your body, how your body feels. Right? Maybe your body will feel super excited by that idea, and then maybe your mind will be like, "You should do it today." And maybe you think about quitting your job, and you're just, nope, not doing it. Your body literally is feeling like a no and a way you could feel into that is does it feel here's an example someone invites you to a party and you could feel in your body no i don't want to go um if anyone can translate that example into a real life piece (laughs) and from there then you make a choice to honor your intuition or not does that make sense i want to make sure i'm accurate
0: yeah, I think that you've provided enough of a, a framework, you know, okay. is, is to, to try, almost like what you're saying is, give yourself permission to try on the yes. situation that you're coming into first. Try it on.
1: You put it much more eloquently than <laughs> I just did. <laughs>
0: just try it on, you know, try it on, see how it feels, and then somehow find a way to go with that. Yep,
1: exactly. And that, that
0: will change and create a new you know, ushering forward of whatever it is that's trying to come forward, whatever it is that wants to come forward, that's trying to get birthed. Yes. You know, put into your life.
1: Yes. That's, and, that, that's exactly what happened. That's one of my mentors. That was a big change point in my life. I'm yeah. Glad you said try it on. He, I was debating whether to break up, um, with my ex-girlfriend. I mean, obviously I broke up with her because I just said ex-girlfriend, <laughs> but, um, And he basically told me to try both realities on, like feel into the reality where you're already broken up and feel into the reality where you're still together and you'll know. And it's the perfect way to do it. Try it on. Mm
0: -hmm. That's wonderful. One of the things I'm also curious about is, um, you know, for me, my stand is so much that the sacred is in everything and perhaps where I'm most interested in it is the places where other people reject and go, "Nah, that's not sacred. now there's nothing sacred in there. The, you know, the, the places that are very human, the places that are very messy, the places that are vulnerable, the places that are edgy, the places that we kind of don't touch with a 10 foot pole. And so of all the things that you're talking about here in terms of, you know, bringing something forward to the next place or trying something on or, or having the courage to do the thing that you uh, feel like you cannot do or that you haven't done but you know needs to be done. Of all of those, which do you think is the most, what do you see as the most unpopular, the one that's the most not attended to maybe in the coaching world or by society or humans in general? Which one of those do you think is the one that is the least attended to?
1: Wow. Easy question.
0: I got it with the questions today, huh?
1: Yeah. Hmm. The least attended to.
0: Hmm. Like the one that people want to touch the least, you know, the one that people go, oh, that's yucky, or that's too messy, or too unpopular, or not desirable. Hmm. Maybe in terms of, like, which one of your clients have had any resistance, you know, not which one, but, like, um, what of those pieces that you just described you know the stepping into and the trying on and having the courage and all of that like which one would you say is the one people have the most resistance to or don't just don't want to
1: address totally I think I think it's none of them I think (laughs) the biggest one is vulnerability and I mean like real deep vulnerability like tell me the crazy thought that just went in your head right now Mm -hmm. um and where where people are literally in a space of really allowing themselves to be seen at such a deep level. Mm -hmm. Um, But what I've also seen from that, there's such deep transformation available there, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know, because a lot of people want to live their life purpose, but sometimes aren't willing to be transparent. Yes. My definition of life purpose is experiencing all of yourself, being your full expression Mm -hmm. and transparency to me is revealing your full expression. So all the areas where we're hiding in our life where we're not, Allowing ourselves to be seen. There's life force pulling us back in time when our purpose wants to keep us present and showing, um, essentially shown to the world. And when we have that version of ourselves, you know, as a psychotherapist, it's like that stuck in time, that five year old, that six year old, that seven year old, um, allowing that to integrate into the nervous system. And then from that space, move forward with our mission in a more, we basically bring more presence. Because we we take what was once stuck in time, mm-hmm. and by stuck in time, I mean a younger version of ourselves that hasn't necessarily healed um, mm-hmm. or gotten what it needed, and brought that into our now, which mm-hmm. makes us even more powerful. It makes yeah. us even more expansive.
0: That's true. That's true. And of that vulnerability, which I, you know, you're speaking my language. Yeah. <laughs> um, how. How could you, how can you, how do you, how how do you share and teach and mentor and guide people to really embrace that vulnerability, which you're saying causes ultimately a huge transformation um, relative to that person. How do you empower, encourage, invite people to really see their vulnerability as, um, in my language, you know, responsible or able to help make a really deep shift, a sacred shift, like how do you encourage them to honor the sacred in their vulnerability and to embrace that this too is something sacred, even if they're going and kicking and screaming, you know, and wanting to um, just shove it away, which is how our culture deals with vulnerability. How How do you inspire them to embrace The sacred and that
1: vulnerability.
0: How do you
1: help them see that there's a dual in there? Yeah. Well, what I know is that as coaches and therapists and healers, we're only able to take our clients as deep as we've gone within ourselves. So some of that piece is literally just uh, the more vulnerable I get with myself, the more of a space I am. And what I've noticed is, is there's less resistance to my clients showing up vulnerably because I have less resistance to showing up vulnerably. So I think a big part is doing the work yourself mm-hmm. and then creating the space because everything that we don't do the work on, we're simultaneously judging. Mm-hmm. and That creates a non-safe space for them because we're judging ourselves and that's in the space. Right. Um, so that's huge. Mm-hmm. And within that, also just sharing, you know, like what I just shared, if you want to experience more of your life purpose, allow yourself to be more transparent and be more seen. And when you allow yourself to do that, it, Essentially, it's showing them the benefits of vulnerability, mm-hmm. showing them the benefits of why that's important. And um, I think, you know, going back to energy transference, the more that you embody vulnerability, the more that it's available for you. And I think another thing too is potentially sharing examples from your own life. You know, mm-hmm. I, ha- I had someone, you know, I went on a podcast and I shared some sexual trauma that I experienced when I was a kid mm-hmm. and I had someone write me and, First, she was like, hey, is this Kyle from the podcast? Um, And like she was waiting for me to respond to make sure. And then Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah. And then it's like this full paragraph of her going through basically the same thing. Mm. She she had never shared it with another soul, just maybe 25. And to realize that your vulnerability has the power to unlock someone sharing something that they've never shared with another soul Mm -hmm. and they could have potentially suffered in silence for the rest of their life. Wow. You know, for me, um, it just shows how powerful us being the space is for other people. You know, I didn't have to pry or go, hey, what's going on here? I was just the space, and it just invited it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you may have to share certain things, you know, as to why it's important, but ultimately the biggest thing is being the space.
0: Mm-hmm. being a space and kind of like we're coming back full we'll circle to that energy transfer is so it's basically being able to transmit a deep all rightness and a deep okayness with whatever you know vulnerability waves crash upon the shore of our being human because that's going to happen like <laughs> especially in the areas of love and relationship and sexuality and purpose and passion and legacy and all of that like those things bring up really vulnerable material for everybody Mm, and um to have it be really okay for that vulnerability to be held not only held supported encouraged um seen the value of and also transmitted i mean it's a wonderful thing to receive a beautiful transmission of all rightness especially in a place where you don't have it
1: Mm. Yes, that's the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Yeah. Whatever you're feeling, It's okay. And, you know, that's even a practice that you can take part in. You know, you share something vulnerable. Maybe you can even do it by yourself if that's where you want to start. You know, let's say you have a fear of sharing an insecurity. You can practice sharing your insecurity out loud and then saying, and I love that. And, you know, creating that space for yourself, realizing that whatever's going on for you, you know, no matter what the question is, love's always the answer.
0: Mm-hmm. That's so beautiful. It's really
1: true.
0: Mm. It's really deeply true. So if there's somebody listening today that is right on the edge of deepening into a newer layer of vulnerability and they're listening right now. What, what would you say to them? What do they need to know?
1: That it's safe and that you're going to experience so much more joy and fun in your life when you allow people to see the real you and people are waiting they've been praying on their hands and knees to meet someone like you and the more that you trust that that's what what needs to come out and how much more of service you can be to the world when you allow yourself to be seen it's so powerful and there are people waiting for you to go to the other side of your vulnerability there are lives to be impacted and you're going to have so much more freedom in your life and so much more fun in your life and you're going to allow yourself to take in love you know and you're going to allow yourself to experience more of your own heart's desires because you're following that vulnerability and you're being more of yourself and i just get prepared for an amazing journey
0: oh did you all hear that 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 is beautiful and such a needed message. I could just see rewinding um, the podcast and just listening to that and letting it loop for a little while because um, it's like, that's a great example of the, of the self-talk that we all need when we need it. And thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah. yeah. Is there anything else that you would like to add to this conversation or anything you wanted to share about this?
1: Um, about vulnerability. Sure. Um, I think it's one of the fastest gateways to transformation. Mm-hmm. You know, we can go through the strategies, we can do all these things, but the biggest thing is just being just being real. I think that's a great starting place for so many people. Yeah. And I think you know sometimes you can get more nuanced with it. I, I guess the best way I can put it. It doesn't seem super relevant here, but sometimes the best thing is to not share that thing. Some people are sharing all the time, all these things, when in reality, they're giving their power away. But I think the starting point for a lot of people is just get all the secrets out of the closet. Like whatever you're hiding, get it out. And I promise you life will be better. And with that being said, do it with someone you trust. Like Find someone you trust. We don't want to re-traumatize ourselves by having someone who's not a space for that um, mm-hmm. so find a trusted friend a coach therapist healer who you can share this with who will support you mm-hmm. and you, you might have what uh, Brene Brown calls a vulnerability hangover mm-hmm. but you're liberating yourself and you're allowing yourself to release the shackles of conditioning and all these things that people said weren't okay and Mm-hmm. You'll you'll be able to see people more accurately and see the truth of people more accurately. You'll become more intuitive because you're allowing yourself to see yourself more, mm-hmm. and others are just a reflection of yourself. So you're, of course, able to see other people more.
0: Yeah, it's so beautiful and such a needed message. And I hope everyone who is out there is really drinking and taking this. And because. know, sometimes I think of the things of humans just did this, you know, we would all be amazing, like, and there's so many of those possibilities, right? Like, everyone just had fair and basic education. And or, you know, if it could really be okay for every human to be as vulnerable as they actually are, and to be deeply supported by another caring human in that process that would shift worlds and, and universes. Right, spot on, spot on. Um, it'd be Amazing. I mean, I think about these things, the things that go through my nerdy brain, but um, I'm so happy that you share this and so happy that you've been here today. And I know people are going to really enjoy this tremendously. And one of the things I just wanted to um, ask you is where, where are you hanging out these days? Like, where can people find you if they want to get in touch with you more?
1: Yeah, the biggest place right now is on my Facebook and my Instagram.
0: Okay, um, and what's, so, what's your tag? <laughs> uh,
1: my name is Kyle Lipton on Facebook, mm-hmm. and then my Instagram is Kyle underscore Lipton. Um, okay. And yeah, that's where I hang out, post a lot of my content.
0: Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for coming today and spending a little bit of your time with me and having this beautiful you know, conversation about you know limitation and legacy and courage and um energy transference and um you know shifting into your next embodiment and vulnerability really i'm so grateful that you're here and that you're doing the work that you're doing and that we got to have this conversation so thank you
1: oh you're welcome i feel i feel that yay yeah it was a pleasure to be on
0: Wonderful. All right. Till next time. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. Look forward to uh, coming forward with another episode soon. And you can always find us on Facebook at Make the Sacred Shift group page. And I am Joanna Antara Zim. And it has so been an honor and um, a privilege to be here with Kyle Lipton today. And we're always open to feedback and questions. And we'll see you again really soon. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us on the Make the Sacred Shift podcast. If today's episode shifted your world or gave value to you, I'd love for you to leave us a quick review on iTunes. Make the Sacred Shift is a collective conversation of bringing all our divine qualities with fresh embodiment right into the human places we need it the most. If you're ready to break free from your current challenges and rise boldly into your full soul embodiment, visit me at makethesacredshift.com for one-on-one coaching group programs, sacred shift products, and courses all curated to empower you to shift till you're all the way home. Until next time, you're sacred, your challenges and vulnerability are sacred, and you're capable of shifting into love, healing, miracles, and complete fulfillment. Embody your sacred self and shift into the soul-lit life you're meant to lead.